Welcome to the Fat Fuel Family Podcast, where every week, Danny and Maura Vega discuss topics that help families live a healthy and active lifestyle with their little ones, including nutrition and training, peaceful parenting, education, and mindset. To stay up to date, make sure to hit subscribe on this podcast and check out the blog at www.fatfuel.family. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at dannyvega.ms, at fatfueledmom, and at fatfueledkids, and fatfueledfamily on YouTube. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, we want to take a minute to talk about a revolutionary idea that our friends shared with us in February that has completely changed our lives. For those of you who know us well or have been listening to us for a while, you know how much we love to travel. Imagine having a VIP four to five star travel experience at two to three star prices. Imagine getting paid to travel. Well, all of these things have now become our reality and we can't not share it with our listeners. Now that we know what we know, we will never pay full price on travel ever again. If you're interested in joining us and millions of other people who have been traveling the world and living their dreams, just email us at hello at fatfueled.family for more info. Welcome to the Fat Fuel Family Podcast. I'm your host and I'm joined by my lovely wife, Maura, aka the monarch mother. Oh my God. Hashtag monarch mama. That's a good one. AKA... Maybe I'll start my own Instagram with like that. My favorite. You're also my my favorite social commentator. Why? Just because I I'm so entertained. I just like I I listen and I just I want more. Um, some of it's not for, <laughs> some of it's not for uh for the public. Yeah, for the public, but it's it's <laughs> it's, it's the public. What is it? Um, like in Back to the Future when he goes, like, "Your kids are gonna love it." Yeah, he's but like, like, you, like you guys ready. aren't ready. For yeah, that. they're not ready for it. <laughs> Um, Their kids will love it. So how are you, my love? I'm doing fine. We've had a good week. We've had, we we were just talking with our guest about how we had Holistic Hilda from the Wise Traditions podcast. And she came over and we did our first ever, I don't think we've recorded. Oh, well, me and Jordan recorded uh, one of our podcasts together, but we've never been on another person's podcast and recorded live in our studio. Um, So we recorded some stuff with her. We recorded some videos on unschooling. We talked about, I mean, what did we talk about on the podcast, my love? We talked about unschooling. Um, we talked nutrition. about like kids' nutrition and everything that the kids go through and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, and then she had one of my organ meat burgers and she said it was one of the best Oh, did she, did she like it? Yeah. Uh, let it, me see I just had I, another one. Like I've had one every single day for the last three days. Yeah, it's I actually just had one I've myself. Had. Um, she said, let's Honestly, see. just make that because I feel like when I eat that, like, it's the best. I'm you feel good. the best. And I feel great and I'm not hungry and I'm just like, I feel great. She said, she, she said, um, she said that burger was the best burger it's, of my life. It is. It really <laughs> is like the best burger. It's ever. so good. Oh, so good. Okay. So let's, uh, let's stop wasting time because yes. we have a really cool guest that, that we've known for years. And, um, we were just talking about how excited all of us are to get her on because, uh, this has been it's a been, long time coming. It's been coming. a long time coming. Yeah. Uh, This week's guest was diagnosed with osteoporosis in sixth grade and ran into chronic pain in just a a year later when she was rushed to the emergency room with severe chest pains and left with a diagnosis of costochondritis and degenerative disc. She was also diagnosed with OCD, anxiety, depression, insomnia, narcolepsy, and a myriad of digestive issues such as gastroparesis, IBS, IBD, slow transit colon, celiac, and diverticulitis. She started regular chiropractic treatments to address scoliosis and chronic pain and multiple rounds of physical therapy 
but symptoms continued to worsen. Shortly after graduating high school, she ran into chronic adrenal fatigue, crippling anxiety and pain so bad that she was bedbound. She began to uncover the root of her issues working with multiple functional medicine doctors and embarked on a more strict, personalized version of the ketogenic diet. She was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease, ulcerative colitis, Addison's, Hashimoto's, hypothyroid, crests, scleroderma, and a central nervous disorder called uh, central desensitization syndrome. With keto, various supplements and support, she was able to get off Adderall, clonazepam, and Ambien after being dependent on them for 13 years. She gained energy and focus, reversed Hashimoto's and her weight. She was diagnosed with C. diff, um, and she was resistant to all of the antibiotics, had three fecal transplant, and was told that she should consider removing her colon and that she needed a feeding tube. Wow. (laughs) Instead of doing that, she gained back 30 healthy pounds of mostly muscle and overcame almost all of her autoimmune issues. She's broken up deep layers of scar tissue that were taking over her body and limiting mobility. Her mood has never been more stable, and she's mentally resilient. No more swollen ankles and strange, uh, strange skin rashes or hives. Her energy is steady and dependable, and she is sleeping the best she has slept in her entire life. With over 15 years of experience with a paleo and ketogenic lifestyle, uh, two years carnivore, extensive knowledge on supplements and biohacking, she's currently broadening her knowledge in her pursuit of certifications through the Health Coach Institute. She's passionate about people, cooking, holistic nutrition, functional medicine, music, regenerative agriculture, freedom, and her faith. She's grateful for what God has brought her through, and now she's helping others overcome their issues as well. Welcome to the show, Rebecca Farmer. What's up, Rebecca? Thank you so much. I'm just excited to be here. Well, we're we're excited to have you. Gosh, how long have we known each other now? It's been, it's got to be two years at least. At least two years. And it was a different story. You were a different person back then. Oh my gosh, totally different. (laughs) It's bizarre. It's crazy. Hey, girl, you're in in good company because I, you know, you know, Danny and I, I don't know if you know a lot about our story, but like I, I'm a recovering drug addict. So like when people, people who like knew me before, like it's, I mean, right. it's just crazy how, you know, depending on your lifestyle and diet, like you literally can become a completely different person. Different person. So, it's a it's a it's real transformation from yeah. my heart. And that's why I resonate so much with you guys because I I knew you guys, I know you know about addiction. I know you yeah. know it in a real way. Yeah. And I do too. And um, you guys also, you know, you have passions for things that I am so passionate about too, you know, liberty and the way that you raise your kids and nutrition and fitness. So you guys are my people. And I, love it. I don't think you realize how much you have meant to me and how much Aww. you mean to so many other people. But I'm I'm already about to cry just because I'm so happy to be here and I've come around full circle. So it's really cool. Well, for, for what it's worth, um, trust me, we we we've seen your support. We've like just the way you you talk about us, the way you I mean, you're always sharing our stuff and and trust me, like it, it, it doesn't go unnoticed. Like we're super yeah. grateful for it because honestly, like you've seen, like even recent times, like uh, we've gotten into arguments online, and I've seen you step in and yeah. And people and, don't always like our our antics, which is fine. I don't expect that. Yeah. So it is nice to find your tribe. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Rebecca, we are so excited to have you on the show. We always lead off with the question: What is the most critical problem you are currently trying to solve? So. Um, this 
I should have thought about this beforehand. So I have three answers that come to mind. I blame ketones. <laughs> I just one. <laughs> so the first one is um, for people that are very near and dear to me to take responsibility for their health. And um, people with, you know, severe issues, like whether it be mood, epilepsy, um, chronic pain, or fatigue, there are so many things that people can do that they just, they put on the back burner and they just accept it. Um, or they just take medications. And it's like, people, yeah. so many people don't even look to nutrition. Um, and then also your mindset, you know, and that's, that's a part of taking responsibility for your health. So that's really, that's hard. And it's hard for me to see, especially with what I have lived through. So I know that you can come through and overcome so many things. Um, the second thing would be just to become more effective and to serve people even better with my health coaching. I just want to continue to grow my business. So I have a couple of ideas um, on the back burner and it's an exciting process. Um, but I, I always want to help more people. So finding the best ways to do that. And the last one, honestly, is the shortage of woke, fat-fueled, <laughs> single men. Oh, oh man. my goodness. I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. There's it's, a, there's... it's hard. It's so rough. And I'm like, dude, I'm Listen. happy being single forever. I've accepted it. Listen, but, I, <sighs> girl. Danny and I, well, you, you know, if you probably heard our story at this point, cause we've been like, we've probably said it on some podcasts and stuff, but like Danny and I were friends. We were really good friends before we yeah. like ever dated or anything like that. And we would talk about this, like even with something as simple as like our taste in music, like I, I still, <laughs> I, that, yeah. I still till this day tell Danny, like, I'm like, still, I still would literally not be able to be with someone who didn't understand like my music or something. I would be like, you just have no soul. You, yeah. I don't even know. I don't know. What if, so what, if, what, if what if you were to say like, what if you were to say oh like, my gosh. like, oh my gosh, you have to listen to the song. And then I listen to it and I'm like, and you have like nothing. And I'm like, nothing. oh, I like the, I like the, I like the jingle. I like the melody. It's pretty good. Yeah. Like I could tell if it's authentic <laughs> or not. Like, do you, or do you not get goosebumps? Cause I either, songs? yeah. I either if you explode, don't, you like have you no do? soul. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you cry? <laughs> exactly. I'm the same way. Love it. Yeah. That's, that's, those are some serious problems like right now like all the stuff going on in the world like with just dating i mean i just feel like number one if i i i spoke to a buddy my my handyman i was talking about this you know because i was like are you oh, single Nigel, yeah. yeah and i was like um and just talking to him about it and he's like look honestly like i'm not even trying right now um he's <laughs> sometimes like, you just like bro yeah but but i was like telling him i'm like man like like think about think about knowing what you know think about how hard it's going to be to find someone nowadays because you, you have to think about your faith. You have to think yeah. about your yeah. plans for life. You have to think about the way you want to raise your kids, the way you want to eat, the way you want to feed your kids, your political views. Like there's all these different things that, you know, I have another friend, a mutual friend of Maura's and I's and, um, and he, they didn't ha ask those tough questions yeah, before marriage. And, you know, there's this quote that I love that it's like, if you, if you ask tough questions, you'll have an easy life. If you ask easy questions, oh. you'll have a tough life. Yeah, that's and right. they didn't they didn't okay. ask those questions and seven years in they're like oh wait 
you know, and these are. Oh, wait, we have zero th- things in common. Yeah. And they're, they're like, you may have something in common, but these are, these are like deal breaker. Yeah. You know. Um, right. Things. Categories. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I feel you. Like, I, 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 I would say that if it were me, that I just like, after like the first or second time that I was with this person, if I felt like it was time to like, like this person had any type of um, chance of, of being my wife, that I would start having those conversations about the things that yeah. matter, not, not to like push, push it any further along than it, than it was, but just to like not waste my time. Cause if like, you know, it's early on and we still haven't gotten all, you know, all up in our feelings yet. We still haven't gotten caught up in that yet. It's probably a good time to start talking about those things because if not, then I'm not going to start to pour my heart into the relationship like I would, you know? Right. Well, 100%. And also it's just I, like you have to, in that sense, I don't know, maybe online dating can be a thing because it's like you can really just weed people out. Like, yeah. dude, Christian, yeah. like, check boxes in a way and it's worked out for a lot of people. But really when it comes to, well, you know, I'm a person of faith. So I truly believe that if you just focus on you and becoming your yeah. best self, you know, the right person will, will come along. Do you know what I mean? You Amen. Have to focus on yourself. That's Instead what of like I'm actively counting searching. on. Yeah. I, that's, I'm all about that. I've always been that way, but now even more so than ever, like I'm actually comfortable. Yeah. I, I, I'm not lonely, you know, yes. but it would be great to raise a family. And I know that as long as I keep following God's will for my life, exactly. I'll attract the right person. But I totally agree with both of you, especially um, with, what you said, Danny, not wasting time. Like I am very confrontational and I've tried, I even paid for eHarmony and I was like, I'm going to weed out all these people. <laughs> I think I just scared everyone away with my profile. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this is me. And like, I don't want to talk about the weather. I don't want you to message me every day and say, how are you doing? It's just, I don't have, I'm not about it. So yeah. anyway. <laughs> Oh, man, I feel you. Well, look, I want to start here because, you know, to me, it's pretty clear that the healthcare system failed you, you know, considering all the diagnoses and and assuming that each of them, you know, come with prescriptions for drugs. My first question is, how well did these doctors communicate with each other? Because it seems to me like they were just throwing more and more things against the wall to see what would stick. Exactly. Um, it wasn't until the very end when I geared with a strict ketogenic diet that none of the doctors communicated with each other. At the very end, I finally, you know, put together like a team and they did help me get to the root of things. But before that, I was just being thrown all around. The majority of diagnoses were, you know, you have anxiety. And then when I could really get them to listen to me, they were if I wanted to talk about food, they would say, you have an eating disorder. You have orthorexia. And I've been treated in patient in the hospital. I don't know if you guys know this, but it was, it was hell. Yeah. You told me this, uh, wasn't it someone close to you that, that kind of initiated that? Yeah. Um, so I, I was working with a functional medicine doctor and she sent me to the hospital she said, you need to go into the, a multi-specialist unit. They're going to look at all your autoimmune stuff because you've got a bunch of stuff going on. So I checked myself in at the emergency room. And when they, when they asked, are you having thoughts of harming yourself? I 
worst time ever to uh, be playful. I said, well, yes and no, because I have autoimmune disease. And so my body is attacking itself. So they sent me to the site, the psychiatric unit because of that. They said, this girl is about to attempt suicide. I was like, no, I was just kidding. So they held me there for a day in this room with no windows. Um, It was terrifying just seeing the other people in that unit. Then they moved me to the crisis unit. Then they moved me to the trauma unit day after day. And my mom is just like, I can't talk to you. They're not letting me do anything. I I had no contact with anyone. That's terrible. And my say didn't matter. So then they held me um, when I was in the trauma unit. I told a nurse, I was like, this is all a mistake. And my mom was bringing me some food because they wouldn't let me go for some reason. And I was eating beef. I was eating raw beef (laughs) and avocado avocado at the time. And um, so I told this nurse, yeah, I'm on the ketogenic diet. It really helps me. And that nurse petitioned to have me sent into the eating disorder unit. She held me there for days. She refused to tell my mom or me. She petitioned. I didn't know they could do that. So then they talked to my mom behind my back and said, your daughter is, can't listen to anything she's saying. She has an eating disorder. Her stomach is too small. She needs to be on a feeding tube, all this crap. So my parents, they want what's best for me. So they, they told me I had to stay there. And um, I still checked myself out against medical advice, but I was in there for an entire month. And the way that That they treat people in that unit, it is so sad. It is so backwards zero fat um you know they treat you with the diabetes diet so it's like 75 percent carbohydrates you're eating six times a day you're not allowed to move you're not allowed to stand because it's considered exercise wow i mean i was in hell i couldn't even stretch and i was struggling with fibromyalgia and um Oh my gosh. And then they're forcing you to eat that terrible diet. So you're like that food just getting even worse. All of my autoimmune um, markers were so much worse when I got out of there. Wow. It was bad. It was really bad. Wow. Wow. That's so crazy, girl. I'm so sorry that you had to like go through that. And I'm so tired of um, these stories. The stories. We just heard one yesterday. That was really bad. I've heard really bad stories. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's all backwards. So, you know, the best we could do is educate ourselves and take our own health into our own hands at this point. Like I am so over doctors. Like I don't even have one. Hopefully I can find one one day that, that, um, uh, there are good doctors out there. There for sure are. I don't like to be a doctor basher. You know, there's a lot, uh, I know there's been some angry doctors that have left us nasty reviews in our, in our, in our, um, review section, but come on, like you can't blame us. Like, you like what's yeah. going on there's a reason that literally it's not normal danny and i you know us people that are healthy walking around we are we are literally the outcasts it is not normal to be healthy so right that fact alone, and that's what's scary exactly it's very very scary that so, speaks to our our care it our does healthcare. absolutely yeah well you know it's a there's there there's a lot of money to be made so we always have to take that into account as well so, you know, when you're, okay. So when you were like, you know, sitting in all of these doctor's appointments, I'm assuming you try to share what you were doing with your diet and lifestyle, you know, how did those conversations go over with, with them? And have you been able to find, you know, any, anyone that can 
kind of advocate for you? Honestly, it's been hard with all of them because the combination of me being on a ketogenic diet to mitigate my autoimmune disease with me being severely underweight when mm-hmm. I was with the C. diff, I wasn't diagnosed with C. diff until about a year after I had yeah. been losing dramatic amounts of weight. And I held, I stuck to the ketogenic diet. I said, I don't care what you say about me. I can't, I am bed bound if I don't do this. And mm-hmm. it's the truth. Um, so most doctors just looked at me and said, you have an eating disorder. And uh, I went to Dr. Eric Wetzman for a while in Durham. Okay, and he was really fun to work with, but he didn't, you know, he helps people who he, he works with bariatric patients. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I'm around all of these like 250 pound people. Um, and he doesn't really have much to say about autoimmune. So honestly, it was like I could go to one doctor for one thing. And after so long, I just decided to stop telling them what I was doing with my diet because I was going to do it no matter what. And they couldn't really give me advice. Um, and then I spoke with Danny. And he planted <laughs> the seed. He planted yeah. the seed about the carnivore diet. And it still took me a long time to actually commit to it. But that's where it started. Wow. That's so cool. Uh, uh, I, I'm just, I'm so grateful that I had something to do with this because like for real, like, you know, just looking, I remember you posted a picture a few months back of, you know, just how you look now versus how you look before. And I mean, I mean, even. But it's even, not even like just the body. It's like your face. Well, no, like and the way she's skin. talking, he, listening to her. Oh, the way you're t- just to talking. Yes, yeah. Danny. Yeah. Seriously, my cognition. I, cognition, yes. I listen to, I see videos. And I keep some of the highlights in my profile because I can look back at them. Right. I would talk slower. Like I mm-hmm. couldn't even put sentences together the same way. Yeah. I, and I wish people understood this. So I'm glad you picked up on that, Danny, because it's a huge difference. It's not just body. That's the last thing, you know? Yeah, it is. Everything else is. It's everything it's else. Crazy. Your mind. like. Yeah. Yes. So you've, you've gained all this way. I mean, it's, it's a different, you're a different person, but um. Look, I, I I can't imagine with all the different diagnoses, all of the symptoms you felt like to me, you know, and then of course you, you actually had these diagnoses of like of anxiety and, and depression and all these other things like, you know, it had to take a toll on your psyche. So yeah. how did you, how did you cope emotionally? Cause that's a whole different story. Like what, what did you lean on? What did you rely on this whole time? Cause you know, you you need to be at a certain point um, physically for you to be even able to cope emotionally. But but at the same time, you also need to do that work so that you can get through that process. So what what was your what was your process going through this like mentally? Number one was scriptures, God's promises. <laughs> yeah. When yes. I was in the hospital and I was like seventy five pounds, wow. my brain wasn't working no. and. And, um, I was aware of that, you know, and I was in so much pain and all that I had was God's promises. And so I actually started, um, doing affirmations out loud with this little book that yes. is called God's creative healing powder power by Charles Caps. And I actually have, I have these for my clients who want them because it made such a difference in my life, speaking it out loud and actually hearing yourself make these proclamations is so much different than just reading. Um, it makes a difference 
that along with gratitude, when I got back from the hospital, I became addicted to yoga. (laughs) Yeah. Um, My entire family was still watching me like a hawk. I was, um, I, I was required to see eating disorder therapists and, you know, all of this crap. It was really stressful. Yeah. And it was just God and me. I took walks. I listened to you guys. I listened to podcasts (laughs) every day. It was like, I need my people Yeah, and I need to be around people who get me, even if, if that was just listening. And, um, yeah, if you, if you look back in my post, it was a lot of yoga and then it turns into just more prayer and gratitude, gratitude practice, meditation, mindset. It's so powerful. So powerful. And oh, I wish people understood. And that's one of the main things that I really like to emphasize with any of my health coaching. Um, because you just, what's the point of life if you if you don't have a hold of your mindset? And um, but yeah, my faith was the main part of it. For me, um, you know, when with my guided prayer in the morning, um, I'm not really saying things out loud. Sometimes I am if you're not in the room. But if 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 Maura is still in the room in the morning, like, and she's either asleep or she's meditating, no, I don't want to say things out loud. I'm like just waking up to you, like sleeping. <laughs> like, happening? As it is, like, poor thing, like she has to deal with. Well, this morning you blinded me and Dean with the like. Dean was like, Dean snuck into our bed last yeah. night. Yeah, so cute. So um, he turns on that red light, and we're like, oh, yeah, because basically, <laughs> like, this is the scene. This is the scenario. Yeah, uh, the setting. Uh, you know. Let Danny wakes up, turns on the uh, the sauna to heat up. That that's nothing. That's not not going to disturb anything. Um, then it is I go. Though, it's blue light, it, like turns on blue light. Yeah, but it is like it's not as bad as the you red. You won't see it if you're not looking directly at no, it. No, no. Um, and then much. I go to the kitchen and I put the coffee on, and then I come back. By then, like the the sauna's hot, and then every single time I flip the switch on the red light therapy, like I'm like, oh, I really hope. I always look at her. I always look at Maura before I do it. And I'm like, oh, no, she's looking this this direction. Like, it's totally going to... If you're facing the other way, I don't feel as bad. But when you're looking in my direction... This morning, Dean was like... And then I, like, literally covered his little face. I was like, here, walk it. But, like, I I, I don't do the... I don't say it out loud um, when I do the prayer. But, you know, when I'm I'm sending... Like, one thing I love about the the prayer app that we we have is that Mm -hmm. every single time you... Pray for someone. You pray for someone. Yeah. Yeah, like, you... You kind uh, of you internalize it, and then you before time. you before you end, you pray for someone that you think would be that would be applicable. So if it's like about anxiety, you think you have to bring someone to mind that it's has all, anxiety. It's easy. It always is the first. Person That's beautiful. Talking. Yeah. So like, I I just feel like it's been an amazing way for God to like tell me who I should be praying for. Yeah. So, but, yeah. but what I have started to do is affirmations, like yeah. out loud. Yeah, me too. And and listen to them and say them. And I've been adding that to my routine and man, it is, you're so right, Rebecca, like, like go that extra, that extra inch and just say them out loud because, you know, there's, there's things that are happening in our brain when we're saying these things. Like I was trying to tell my, 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 uh, kind of my, my lifting buddy, you know, he's, he's coming over, like driving almost like an hour, three times a week for for me to train him, he's focused. He's I've taken him under my wing because he doesn't really know as much about this stuff as I do. And I was trying to tell him, like, you know, he he hadn't heard David Goggins can't hurt me, and and I was telling him about how, you know, 
the minute you're every single one of us, and I love the book because the book is he's throughout the book, he's showing how not different he is from us, like how his thoughts are the same as ours, you know, and those thoughts are always going to come. They're always going to be like, you shouldn't do this. Why are you doing this? This is too hard. And you can't do this. And like, instead of he, he talks about the, his, his first ultra race was the bad, bad water 100, which is like the most brutal race. It's in death Valley at the hottest time of year. Like they have to get special permissions from congressmen to even let it happen every year because, you know, people could die. They have a very stringent like process for bringing people in. So people don't die, you know, you got to do stuff. And so the guy was like, you know, he, David Goggins had a, a, a letter of recommendation from his, one of his, uh, the guys who, who was at his uh, Navy SEALs, like the BUDS training. And he was thinking like, oh, this will be perfect. Like this guy is, you know, uh, he, he's well-respected and the guy's going to listen to him. And the guy was like, I don't listen. I don't care who you are. You got to do a race. And he, so, so Goggins calls him and the guy's like, look, we got a, we got a hundred miler this weekend. And it's actually the Badlands 100, which he didn't even know about at the time. Like, how brutal it was. He's like, you know, do that and get back to me. And, you know, for, for someone to not have trained and just decide wow. to do a hundred mile race in the worst conditions, like, yeah. you know, he ended up doing 70 miles in 12 hours and then he nearly died. And then he was walking forever. He wasn't going to make it. And then he decided, and this is the key that how am I going to get this done? Not, I can't do this. Like right, I have how? to find a way to get this done. And then in that time he 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 created one of his challenges that he issues in the book which is the cookie jar so like the cookie jar is like you got to keep going back to the cookie jar to grab something to remind yourself that mm. you've done this before like and 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 just thinking yeah. about all the other times in your life where you've done something and it switches the way you look at it where you're not like i can't do this you're like i can yeah. do this i just got to figure a way and now you're in problem solving mode so all uh, sorry about yeah. that rant, but yeah, that that's no, that's perfect. That's exactly what it's so it's that powerful. It really is. It changes you physiologically, and that's what people need to realize. Absolutely. Yep. And honestly, when I started doing it, I'm not even joking. Like it felt why? Like how could that be? Like how how ridiculous is that? It feels it would feel more uncomfortable for me to speak something positive out loud when I'm constantly saying negative mm. things about myself. Like, it's just so funny uh-huh. how that works, you know? So it's like the fact that it was uncomfortable makes me want to do it even more, you know? Same, um, exactly. Like, it just, I, it's, it doesn't even make sense. Like, it's so weird, right? It's so cool how we can overcome ourselves like that. We really are our biggest enemies sometimes. Oh, totally. I, I am. Even with everything that I've been through, like, my diagnoses are real. Yeah. But I still believe that my own thoughts <laughs> kept, held me back. What, for mm-hmm. so long i know that and heart they still heart, can and they still can yeah it's very exactly. it's the waiting there it's all I'm waiting still so there. tempted yeah. i'll be laying in bed and i i do mouth taping so sometimes i'll put tape on my mouth and I'm like oh but i haven't done them yet so i'm like oh i have to waste this tape <laughs> so i've become very uh diligent with it and it makes such a big difference Awesome. Well, I'm glad that you were you touched on you know yoga and stuff because that's a great segue into our next question. Um, so yeah, talk to us a little bit more about your training, uh, your training journey, because, you know, that's part of what has helped you recover from so many of these issues is the fact that you have put on muscle. So how does, how did your training evolve as you continued, you know, through this whole journey of self-healing? Yeah. So it started out with just getting permission 
from my chiropractor to get into a gym because I was tiny and (laughs) my ribs were sliding out of place every single day, you know? And, um, so I got permission to get into a gym and I spoke with him about how hard I should go. Um, but as soon as I started doing resistance, it wasn't even lifting heavy. It was just, you know, lifting heavy. It's sort of, it's relative because I was so lightweight. So anything was, it was tough for me and just getting that resistance in made so much difference, um, in, in my mood, you know, the endorphins, but also my blood sugars and that's just the process of becoming insulin sensitive. And obviously it happened over a long, longer period of time, but it's, I tell people just do anything, you know, don't judge yourself. And for a long time, it was just body weight exercises. If you focus on the muscle mind connection, you can get in just as effective workout. Um, but there's nothing like lifting weights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I live by it. I live Love by it. it now. I am anti and my mood. It's totally addicting, but it's a good addiction. And, you know, I'm, I'm not like a crazy person if I don't get in the gym, but what it does for my, just everything, my pain levels, my sleep, my hormones is incredible. So um, I just, I started on the machines and gradually worked up weight. I focus on legs. I do leg day is every day. Yep. <laughs> yep. Me too. They are, they're so, they soak up so much glucose, you know, like just doing arms. I don't feel like I've gotten in a good Same. workout. Um, that's awesome. I'm glad I tell people that and they're like, Oh no, that's crazy. But it's like, no, you should do it. It feels good. Um, now I'm lifting. I can leg press over 300 and I'm still, I'm not that huge, but I never thought that I would be able to do that, you know, and it's just consistency. I've gotten so much stronger, feed your muscles, protein that your body can absorb. And I do it because it's a celebration of what my body can do. I'm excited to do it. I never do it as punishment. I don't, you know, I don't feel bad if I can't get to it. It's I love that. fun. I love it's that. It's just fun. I can't wait. Me too. Oh. I know. I'm, I'm like, even this morning, I'm like, Dini, when are you going to get back so that I can go to the gym? Like, for me, it's literally the highlight of my day. It's yeah, yeah it's like my, my play day. time. It is play. Totally. totally play. <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing because Dani just rubs my arm randomly and I give him like, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I just like, I, I, I can't like, I can't even put into words like, because I'm here, I, I'm put on this earth to defend my wife. That's just, that's what God put me here to do. <laughs> So For like, sure. it really, <laughs> like, just suffer. if you want me to be emotional, that's another thing. Like just thinking about you, like seeing your, just seeing the way you talk right now. Like just, just listening to you, just talk oh, about okay. it. I'm like, that's my wife, you know, like, you know, and she, I didn't have that for weeks, nice. months where I would be like, what's wrong? You know, like just, uh, you know, a <laughs> moment, I had a moment of, of, of just stupidity where I'm just forget that we're in the middle of like an unprecedented historical lockdown, yeah. you know, where everything is back. Everything is horrible. And she's like, are we still here? I know, is Danny's still like, Danny, like in the middle of April is like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, um, <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm like, everything? I'm, I don't know. Am I still in quarantine? Did I go to the gym? No. So then I will continue to be miserable. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I hear that. Honestly, I was on that same side as Danny with all of this stuff because one, I'm used to being held in quarantine, yeah, having C diff and all the hospital visits, and then also just doing at home workouts. But so many of my friends, I mean, they are different people, and the fear just took over them. And I had people texting me saying, "You need to be more worried," because I just wasn't, you know, it sucked that I couldn't get into the gym, but. It didn't phase me like it yeah. did for other people. Yeah. But not to divert completely. You guys are so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, thank you. Like, no, it's just, it's, it's super important. And I mean, looking at your videos, like it's obvious that you've, you've, you've got coordination. You're doing things that are, you're not doing things that are easy. And, and I, I love and appreciate that you are putting these videos out of you doing the exercises. You know, it's, this is, this is just, I relate to it because we put everything out. Like we don't care yeah. as hard as we try to be authentic. You know, we still see, like, I'm like, I didn't even mean that post to look as good as it looks. Yeah. And it just like, right. it half the time, it just, everything is whitewashed online when you post it. But like, we want people to see the humanity. We want people to see the struggles because if they don't, then they're just going to think that they're built differently. Yeah. And that's not the case exactly. at all. You know, totally. That's why I keep some of my, I'm not going to go back and delete any of my posts from before. And like, I was like, you know, I was a different person, but that's so important for people to see because I was in their shoes. You know, I didn't think I would compare myself to other people like, yeah, but the amount of dedication that they put in is just, I could never do that. But, yeah. Um, it's an, it's an, it's an immediate, it's an immediate, um, uh, it's it's a quick way to just um take responsibility off of yourself right you know and yeah. that's like it's easy it's like i can never do that like they don't have what i have like they don't have the same issues that i have and this can go for anything in life i've seen it and so like at some point taking personal responsibility even if you got you know you got one arm you got no legs you got i mean at some point as yeah. as much as it sucks like there has to be that yeah. point where you like okay life is worth living I need to put my best effort into this and I need to really be mindful of my thoughts um, and not let them sabotage me. I got enough going on. So, I mean, look, just, just, I remember talking to you a few years ago and you were telling me your struggles with the people in your life who questioned you, or I mean, for lack of a better word, they abandoned you. So yeah. I'm curious now, yeah. you know, this is important because, you know, there's going to be a lot of people in in other people's lives who just can't relate. They don't understand, like, especially when it comes to like, I remember there were things that you were asking me that I was like, I don't know, you know, like, and there's going to be healthcare providers that don't understand, but more importantly, the people that are in your life, like, what would you, what, what advice um, would you give to like people who have someone in their lives who is going through this on how to address this and how they can support that person? Yeah, that's really that's a great question. Um, don't jump to conclusions and don't take the doctor's advice like it's the only true answer. Hmm. Like, yeah, it can be good input and it can be something to examine. But in my case, it was the total opposite. It's like Satan put that there just to hold me back and just to make it that much harder for me. It broke my heart. And so um, I think number one is just to be a listening ear. 
people need to be able to talk about what they're going through in a very real way without being judged yeah. and without be, being afraid that yeah. people are going to think they're crazy. Um, I was afraid for so long. I mean, to the point where I just stopped telling doctors what was going the truth. Yeah. I had to stop to protect myself. And I think a lot of people feel that way. And then I think the next steps would be just continue to be a listening ear and don't, don't ever put anyone in a box and label them. That's yeah. my number one thing is don't put a label on anyone. Yeah, Huge. I agree. Yeah, I Especially, I mean, how many of us, especially when you're dealing with parents and grandparents, they are from a different generation that yeah. for some reason, I mean, we, just look back at all the crap that they've gone through. Like they were, in, they were the of generation of, of Ansel Keys. They were the generation of Watergate. They were the generation of all these political. And then a lot of them came, are immigrants as well. So they're coming from, to them, like, this is the best place ever. And they trust everything that goes on here. Yeah. Like, right, like right. doctors can do no wrong. We're happy to have the medicine. We're lucky to have it. Go to school and get your thing and do the thing. And, the, and then they yeah, look at people that. like us and, what, and they're like, what and they're are you like, talking why about? Would but, you the doctor, do that? My, but my doctor told me this. And I'm like, cool. That's <laughs> really great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, so, all right. So, you know, you've tried different approaches, even with keto. But how did the carnivore approach differ, differ from these, you know, even these other low-carb approaches? And what were, what were the areas that, you know, that were helped most by carnivore as opposed to the other uh, approaches with your nutrition you've done? Oh my gosh, this is my favorite thing to talk about. I know, me too. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so like I said, Danny planted the seed about carnivore. I remember, I mean, the conversation, I was sitting in my car and he was like, well, you know, I told him what I was eating. And he's like, some plants and stuff can cause autoimmune flare-ups. And I just remember sitting there thinking, is he about to tell me not to eat avocado or spinach actually avocado and, i specifically remember avocado yeah with really? avocado <laughs> we're like cut down the avocado yeah. you're like, no. like my shake my keto shake it has half of an avocado <laughs> and i just remember walking away from that like well like, crap what? like i really respect danny and i've got to listen to this but it was really hard and it took me a long time to scale back and then when i started to lose a bunch of weight from the C. diff, it scared me. And so I started eating all these ketogenic treats um, because I needed to be eating at a surplus. I plugged it in. I was eating 6,000 calories a day mm -hmm. or more for a long time, like months. It was all flying through me, absorbing nothing. So during that time, I developed an eating disorder. It was like, I am never full. And I was just, I, I was starving. My brain was starving. My body was starving. My blood sugars were all over the place. It was a mess. But all I knew is I had to gain weight because I didn't want to be thrown into the hospital again. And um, so that made things even harder. So I kind of, you know, I knew in the back of my head, carnivore is still an option. And I, I would listen to podcasts every now and then when I saw carnivore. I was so against the idea in my head that when the carnivore cast came out, I was like, I'm not listening to this guy. It's all about <laughs> carnivore. <laughs> I was like, these people are overeating protein. 
They don't know anything about ketosis. I was so judgmental. It was bad. And that's where God, that's where God decided to change me and convict me to the point where I almost had to remove my colon and be hooked up to a feeding tube. Wow. So that's, I continued with the keto stuff and I tried carnivore multiple times. I tried it about eight times. I was in the carnivore Facebook groups, but I could never stick with it because I kept holding myself to everyone else's standards, you know, only beef, salt, and water and all these strict rules. So it wasn't until I decided to make it work for me and just let go of all of this regimented stuff that I was able to sustain it and experience so much healing um, just by cutting out the plants. And I don't even eat spices anymore. I don't want it. I don't crave it. Um, But it took a long time for me to get there. And it started when I was in the emergency room and they were feeding me their diet and I was throwing up because it was triggering my ulcerative colitis. And I said, I don't know why, but I am involuntarily growing up. And they saw it happen. So I spoke with the dietitian privately. And I said, look, I want you to let me eat only meat. So she made a deal with me. And nice. she said, you can put yes on this. Because they, they were trying to treat me with an eating disorder, sort of. So I had to be accountable for what I was eating. I had to fill out these meal slips. And um, my, my tray had to be empty. So I was throwing it all out and then they were sending me, I was in direct contact with the chef in the kitchen and I was getting like three entrees of meat, hard boiled eggs and butter like four times a day. (laughs) And I was stashing it all. And I was able to gain four pounds. My blood sugar is regulated, um, stabilized, no more throwing up. So at the end of it, the dietitian told the doctor, the doctor was like, go home and do your weird all meat diet. And that was, (laughs) That was when I knew, you know, I'm never going back. I can't go back. God, you know, God had to twist my heart. I didn't want to let go of the keto stuff. And I never realized that I was addicted to it because it was that hard to let go of. Wow. You know, I I relate to that so much because, you know, there was. You with the nut butters. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 2018, (laughs) at the end of the year, I was honestly like. I got to that point where I was like, I need to not do any of this because, you know, people were sending me stuff left and right. I would eat a whole box of keto chocolate bars and then I would, you know, just punish the yeah. family with all the gas that I had. And it was we're still learning. <laughs> it was brutal. But like one thing that I did love is that, you know, you mentioned how like it was so hard for you to do that and, and so hard for you to accept. And I think that now I'm at the point where I'm like, I get excited when I find an area that I'm like blind and, and I learn something yeah, new Yeah. because I'm like excited to, to be like, Oh, I, I, okay. I, I'm, I had a blind I'm spot. wrong on here. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, yeah. but it's only when you practice over and over to like really right. just check your ego. Um, don't assume that, you know, something don't assume that it's like, you, you know, everything there is to know about it because like, I just keep learning. Like the more I learn, the less I really know. Of course. So, um, you know, I I love that. Um, Well, let's talk about this. Look, anyone who's experienced, um, you know, these serious ongoing health issues has really had to become an expert in these areas. And and thankfully, we've been talking about this. We nowadays we have much more access to vital information. We have access to studies, all that. 
And assuming doctors will be more receptive to like the research than just anecdotal claims that you just feel better. Was there anything in the literature you encountered um, that supported what you were doing from a nutritional uh, and lifestyle standpoint? Or, I mean, I, I know you mentioned at some point you just decided to stop telling them, but was there anything that you said, well, look, what about this? Have you seen this doctor? And, and if there was, like, what was their response? Yes. So I did. I had, I'm a major data nerd. So I had a bunch of research and um, obviously they do have studies to back up the ketogenic diet and all this stuff. So I would tell them I know what I'm talking about, but their answer to that was not that I had uh, eating disorders or as anorexia or bulimia, but they would still diagnose me with orthorexia, mm-hmm. which is uh, if you want to eat clean, then you're orthorexic. Yeah, then I'm orthorexic. That's what they pinned it on. So I couldn't talk about it, even if I had proof, even if it were true. They were like, "You shouldn't worry about it," you know, and they pretty much took away my right to care about my nutrition and my health and to learn about it. Most of them did that. Um, some of them said, you know, I don't, they would admit, I don't know anything about that. Uh, when I went to the rheumatologists at Duke hospital, it took a year to get into to see them. They're like these top rheumatologists. I told them what I was doing and they said, clearly this has helped you. So you should continue doing it. Um, so I really appreciate some of the doctors who were honest enough to say they don't know anything about it, um, but they didn't want to learn. And that, that rubbed me the wrong way. Of yeah. course. Yeah. All of your other patients would benefit from that, you know? So. That kills me. I, that kills me so much because me like too. when we, we, we always, we throw this stat around like how it takes about 17 years from the time, you know, a, a new finding comes out until the time it, it actually has any chance of yeah. changing the way a doctor, you know, practices mm-hmm. medicine for that reason, for that reason alone. Isn't it 17 years? Yeah. 17. So Dude, for that reason that alone, like, half, like that's a long time. Yeah. It's almost two to decades. Suffer, but suffer. like for, for that reason, it's, I feel like, you know, if they knew that at least I feel like they would be more receptive to saying, Oh man, yeah. I got a patient out there who, who did my research for me. You know, I don't even have to hit Google to search for, which I feel like so you should keep up with your. What you're saying is that doctors don't know this. Well, yeah. I don't of... know. I have no, I'm, This is an actual question. I have no idea at this point. So they're not what... aware of how how behind they are. Yeah, like yeah, they, they don't. They, 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 are, they don't take responsibility. For they it. reject the diet. Yeah, yeah. They reject the, the the role of diet and lifestyle. But like, which I guess is so my weird. question is like, do they really not know? I honestly have no idea. Maybe someone can enlighten me. But like. I guess the whole thing is like, yeah, doctors are not aware of the fact that it takes 17 years for something to become a medical advice. You know what I mean? Yeah, wow. That's, that's, I mean, yeah, that's crazy. Well, right. And that's a problem. They should say like, you know, that's a problem. Update courses. And I heard a couple, I don't know if it still works this way, but I heard that there's a board of six doctors on some medical board and they are the ones that decide the nutrition guidelines. And people can present, present them with evidence and new research and data, but they have the choice to just turn it down right. or not. Yeah. And that's messed up. It is messed up. Six doctors have the choice to just pass off new research and data for as long as they want. Is this for a specific? Control. Is it's this for a... the, the nutrition guidelines. Well, the nutrition like, guidelines. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know that. There's yeah. only like six doctors who choose them. Well, now, yeah, now I think what um, someone just posted about this, how uh, there's a petition to delay the new guidelines because they've rejected 
a bunch of studies that low carb studies and all this stuff. And like, as it is right now, it's like 50% of your diet well, they've got the needs lobbying. to come with carbs. There's a lot of stuff. Like they're going to lose money. Yep. They're going to lose money. It's all about the money. It's, it's about all about money. controlling us. Addiction. Yeah. It's all uh, about it's controlling so us. Sick. It's so sick. So for us, you know, people of faith, it's a little bit easier to see what's going on, I think. But um, yeah. it's, all, it's all part of the plan, guys. This is all in there. It's all, yes. it's all in the book. Yeah. But anyway. So this is actually a, a, a funny question uh, since we're on this topic and, you know, maybe there isn't really a straight answer for this, but, and so I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I would love to hear your thoughts on this. If you had influence over the healthcare policy, what would you recommend we do, you know, to get back on track in this country to address all the chronic illness and diseases that so many of us suffer from? Oh my gosh. I would start with their education and make, yeah like real nutrition, a mandatory thing because the course that they go through is a joke. Yeah. They don't know anything about anything. Um, I would also, you know, it seems like we could put more effort into making better choices as to who our providers and authorities are, because there, in my experience, there have been so many people who have no empathy. They don't want to listen. They have zero patience and they just, it's very clear that they just want a paycheck. And if we took more time for doctors who want to make a difference in people's lives, I think that would make a big difference. And that's, you know, that just goes into keeping our specialists in, you know, having work and not taking away from that. So that goes into politics again, um, keeping those jobs open for the specialists who actually have a passion for what they do. Yeah. Um, and being more up to date with real data and research and then just getting if we could get more of the right people in the door yeah with power and authority then right. we could fund more research and data that could really help people um and then that's kind of where we come in too is just continuing to speak about it and be open about it and I don't care. Any doctor that wants to shoot me down, I will sit there and prove to them that I know what I'm talking about. And I think there are a lot of people who I see people posting these Facebook groups and they're like, my doctor says that I have to stop eating this way because my cholesterol is blah, blah, blah. And I said, you don't have to listen to your doctor. Find a new one. Yes. You or know? find a new one, right? Find a new doctor. Yeah. Just people, that's up to us is to have the integrity and you know, it's like, are you even convicted of what you're doing for a good purpose? Like, you know that it's helping. So don't be ashamed of it. Um, I just wish that they could come down to our level a little bit more because they're that. controlling so many people. Yeah. Yeah. And put like some of the pride and ego. It's, it's fault with all of us. We all have to do that. We yeah. all have that job yeah. to do. I yeah. have to do that every yeah. day as a mom, as a 100%. wife, ego, like we're all controlled by our egos. Like, so we have to put that aside. And also, I just love what you've said, because that's something that Danny and I have taken a stand and something where I had to say, you know what? No more. I don't care if it's covered by the insurance or not. You know, we don't even we had to be forced out of our insurance, which is I'm glad about that because it was it's like a this is how they control us too. the fact that, right. you know, there are there are I when we moved to Tampa, I found I found some doctors. I did. I found some holistic doctors. But guess what? They don't take insurance. They're cash pay only. They are very expensive. Yeah. 
some of them are um what is this called like the lady in saint pete it's like a oh uh concierge it's a concierge so you're like a member and mm. that's great and everything um but you know a lot of people they're not going to be able to go down that route because they're going to have to go somewhere where their insurance pays um uh-huh. and you know you're left with other doctors you know what i mean most of the time these holistic doctors they're not they're not it's just i've done a you know i've looked for so many that i this is a pattern so but you know what thankfully where we are now we're at the point where you know we've actually loved not having our insurance it's been way better paying cash and we have chosen to you know choose our doctor based on, you know, whether or not they're going to help us or not. And, you know, we've yes. gotten, you know, we finally found a pediatrician here who, I mean, for years I had two to five minute visits with my children's doctors, two to five minutes um, where it's not really, it's always the same. It's always the same thing. It's always the same set of questions. It's always the same yeah. uh, thing. It's, it's so you know, like it's not personal. It's so, uh, you do, you feel it like a number. And honestly, like you it's do. not their part, like poor things too, because honestly, I feel like most doctors probably go into the profession. They want to help people. They have that, that desire. Yeah. I, I don't believe that doctors are inherently bad or that they want to do these things. I, I truly believe that they went into this profession wanting to help people and they want to help people, but it's just, they are also, a you know, just part of a whole system that's already been in place. Yeah. And, you know, for them, it probably gets boring too. Like the way that they practice medicine, I can't imagine that that's fun. Do you know what I mean? Like I it's gotta, it's so like the rules, they're, they're, also, like, it's they're not... also like, they have a lot of rules, you know, um, malpractice, like a lot of stuff that they have to deal with too, I'm sure. And like insurances and like crap holding them back. But yeah. there are doctors out there. And, you know, I mean, we, when we, I left in tears, literally the first visit that we had with our son's new pediatrician, we sat there for an hour, one whole hour with him where he literally was asking us all these questions, really, really getting down to it. You know what I mean? You know, sure. I've spent a thousand dollars in tests, but you know what? I don't care. Give me the test though. Run the test. A lot of times if I, I've, I've asked doctors for certain tests and they look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, just, I didn't want the test. Just, oh my gosh. Even a, like a, like a food sensitivity, right? Reverse T3. They're like, what's that? (laughs) I know. Highly not knowing like all the, the things that you need. It's so weird. Like someone who knows about like a, um, what's the word for someone who deals with hormones? Um, an endocrinologist. Endocrinologist uh, yeah, endo- to not know, you know, about like, you know, thyroid antibodies and <sighs> reverse T3. Yeah. and for- Gastroenter- Gastroenterologists not knowing about food sensitivities. Like, are yeah. you kidding me? How are you going to go to oh, a GI doctor and they don't ask you what you eat? And they're all prescribing all of these like, uh, proton know. pump inhibitors. And it's a stomach a- doctor. You're not uh, going to ask me what I put in my stomach for real? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. anyways. And they have no input on diet either. Yeah, I've I even know. asked them with the C. diff infectious these doctors they're like we don't know yeah <laughs> you know, like- but that's why we have to support that's another place well, well the point i was getting to is like we vote with our dollar this is just another way that we yeah. vote with our dollar exactly. we can choose to support these doctors who are quite frankly putting probably putting themselves on the line to be honest because they yeah. are at risk you know of being against you know the the establishment and a lot of times they can be at risk of getting their licenses taken away with what they say and what they speak so it's like we got to support these doctors and, you know, vote with our dollar that way. So I love that. I'm totally on board with that. And I'm really passionate about that, too. I've worked with the best doctors that I have worked with. 
some of them I can't even talk about because they're going to be put at risk. Right. Um, right. I worked with an ozone. I got ozone therapy. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. In city. Yeah. When I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease, this guy did it for free wow. because I had no money mm-hmm. and I had no support. And I stayed there for a month and got ozone therapy every day. Wow. But I can't talk about him because the government has been out to get him for so long. And he is just like, he's this, he's helping so many people. He has like a tribe and they see him yeah. every day and he's just carrying these people. So. Wow. Well, my gosh, this has been awesome, Rebecca. So much stuff. Like if there's, before I ask you this next question, if there's anything like that that you feel that we should bring up now's the time yeah anything you want to and cover. and otherwise like um i would just love to know for my last question you know one what are you currently working on and uh two where can people find you online awesome um i am currently working on just like i mentioned before expanding my business and helping people being as helpful as i can possibly be and um it's been really cool actually to be able to help people even amidst all of this stupid virus stuff, um, <laughs> people losing their jobs and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I've just deferred payment to the end of 2020 or even, you know, you can make increments of $10. Right. Like I just want to help people. And that's what I want to keep working on is becoming more effective for people. Um, and I, I am also traveling with work. That's something that's, new and I really enjoy it. So for people that need like a hands-on in-person experience, they need someone there to see the cooking, to go grocery shopping with them, to do a pantry overhaul, um, or to work with a family as a whole. I'm up for it. I'm all for it. You know, I'm single, I'm healthy. I would love to travel and I would love to help people in person. Um, and people can find me on Instagram. That's where I'm most active, I guess. And all of my links are in that bio. Um, my email is rcfarmer18 at gmail.com. And um, yeah, I'm, I would love to hear from people and help people. Love it. it makes my day. I'm excited every day to do it. I love, I love the whole, because uh, I saw you mentioned it um, somewhere else about you know, going to people's houses, clearing out their pantry. Like this is actually like kind of a dream of mine that at some point (laughs) I want to do, even though I like right now, I just don't have the time, but I just feel like like, the super nanny, how she goes and like gets it. Everybody. Like that's what I want to do. Like I want to like walk in there and be like, exactly. What is this? I know people, I know people want that. (laughs) You don't care about yourself. Yeah. Don't you love yourself? Look in the mirror. Sadie's I'm not like, sure you would be the best for it, Mara. You don't deserve this. You deserve better. You deserve better. <laughs> yeah, Maura, Maura, like, like, I don't think she would want to do it because she can't. I do it already real. with my family, and they hate, they hate it. Yeah, she's they always doing so it with pissed. the mom. I even do it with your mom, though. They get so pissed. Yeah, because they're like, well, what should I'm I... like, what is this, Hellman's? She's like, her mom is like, should I take this supplement or something? And then I'm like. Okay, Caroline, Caroline, there are many, many issues here, <laughs> and I can tell you that this supplement, <laughs> if I were to prioritize- It's like scratching the surface, it would be, It would be, it would be low on the list. You still got to do all this other stuff. The supplements, too. The supplements, the, the quick fixes, the quick diets, the, 
you know, the, the cabbage I'm diet. I'm losing patches everything. of hair, but if I take biotin, it'll be like- Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Oh my right. Gosh. right. So, okay, my hair's exactly. falling out. Yeah. What do I need for that? Okay, I've been biotin. eating spinach Check. every day. <laughs> I'm yeah, not exactly. eating any meat, but yeah, let me take biotin. Right. <laughs> 20 grams of protein. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so oh much. Oh my gosh. This has been great. Yeah, it's thank been great Thank you guys. You. I agree. I loved it. I appreciate it so much. Keep being amazing. I really appreciate you and I love you guys. Well, we love, we love you, back. you back. Thanks, Rebecca. Hey guys, we're going to take a minute right now to tell you about one of our amazing sponsors, Santa Cruz Medicinals. Santa Cruz Medicinals is a company that we've been using for years now. They make high potency, high quality, lab tested CBD formulas at an affordable price. They offer ketogenic, paleo, gluten-free, sugar-free, lab tested formulas. You all may remember when we did our cannabis series last year. One of the things we learned with CBD is that the research is pretty clear on dosage. 5 to 20 grams per kilogram is what you should be taking per day. And most of the quote-unquote CBD you see online and on Amazon is severely underdosed. Most of these products are offering dosages that are so low, you'd have to down a bottle a day. <laughs> That's why we love Santa Cruz Medicinals because they offer highly dosed, potent CBD with clean ingredients, and they have several cool products, but we want to share our favorites with you. So what are your favorites, my love? Um, all of them? <laughs> no, really. I have yet to try a product from them that I don't love. However, I will talk about some of my ride or die products. So during my cycle, I get horrible migraines, guys. And my go-to is definitely their peppermint tincture or the 10,000 um, milligrams to get a potent anti-inflammatory dose. Uh, peppermint has been shown in studies to relieve migraine pain. But let's talk about the pain solve real quick because this I use for almost everything. And everyone in this household agrees we cannot live without it. So the CBD pain solve, it has clean ingredients that you can trust, but it also has peppermint, which really, really helps. And so what I like to do is I'll rub some on my temples and it really provides instant relief for me when I have bad headaches. But of course, I'll use it as well for any muscle pain that I have. Well, I'm personally a huge fan of the 10,000 milligram bottles of CBD in MCT oil. I put it in my coffee and then again at night, I'll, I'll put some more in like some broth or whatever drink I'm drinking, a hot tea uh, to get an adequate dose for the day. I also love the pain salve, especially when I'm extra sore. We usually take turns massaging it onto each other and it always does the job. You guys also have to try the new CBD infused hemp and collagen protein. If you're a fan of horchata, you will love this one. Oh, that one is so good, guys. We just tried it and it is so good. Um, so yeah, if you're interested, check them out. You can find them at scmedicinals.com. And of course, don't forget to use the code FATFIELDMOM at checkout to save 15% on your order and get free shipping, guys. How do I start it off? 
pulling all these hours, trying to keep it all clear. I got way too many thoughts, putting these expectations, got me feeling stuck like, think I feel it all the time. I've been away, yeah, losing my faith, yeah Hope I'm not late, trying to find grace, yeah For my mistakes, ayy, I need to pray Yeah, 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 yeah I need to pray, yeah Wake up to the mirror like I need to fight for me When I don't know what I believe Yeah, hey, why does everybody leave? Show me what it's like to dream Hey, go, you the first, uh Hey, say it with the chest, uh for me. 